Today, we're talking about the five most intimidating qualities of the INFJ that make others run for the hills. Meeting an INFJ can be intense, but even we as INFJs are not completely aware of all those qualities that are intimidating to others. Most of the time, we actually try to hide those qualities, not just in front of others, but very often even in front of ourselves. And it's about time that we start understanding those intense and intimidating qualities and start appreciating them for what they are. This doesn't have to be a negative thing. This can be a very positive thing once you understand those qualities within yourself, you accept them and you start appreciating them. So today we're going to look into the five most intimidating qualities of the INFJ and we're going to look behind the curtain and understand what they're all about. Before we get started though, I want to remind you the next INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp is launching November 4th and I have a little checklist for you. So first, in order to get ready, download the free poster on the five pillars to an INFJ Epic Life, join the waiting list to get access to the early bird price and get notified once we go live and set a reminder for the INFJ Epic Life Masterclass that is happening here on YouTube for free November 4th. Everything you need to know you can find in the links in the description. Intimidating quality number one, calm waters run deep. So INFJs are not necessarily the type of person who is always quiet. Like INFJs can be very verbal. They can express themselves well. We're good with creating emotions in front of others, but we're also not the most introverted type. But that is not what I'm talking about here. When I'm talking about calm waters, it's all about how we carry ourselves. We very seldom have an extreme reaction outwardly. We don't get triggered so easily, we stay calm, and it seems like nothing really bothers us. And this is something that makes a lot of people very uncomfortable. And it's one of those qualities that we're not even that aware of. We think, oh, okay, I'm just being calm, I'm just thinking about it rationally, but what others are thinking in that moment is, why is that INFJ not reacting? Like, I'm triggering them, I want to know how they would react in a certain situation. Why are they not saying anything? Why are they not doing anything? It's not that people really go out of their way and think about those things consciously, but subconsciously those things are happening. Most of the time when people trigger you intentionally, and I'm not talking on a conscious level, it can be subconsciously, but still with intention, they really want to know how are you going to react? Are you somebody who has a boundary at that space? A lot of people go through the world like this and that's how they understand the world. But you know, we don't give them any hints. And so this makes a lot of people very uncomfortable. And what do they do? They dig even deeper. They want to understand. They want to know more because it makes them so uncomfortable and out of control that they don't know what you're about. And the thing is this, the INFJ in general doesn't want to react in the way the other is asking for. Of course not. Like we understand what's going on. Why should I play that game? But let's say you're in constant interaction with somebody. Let's say somebody you see at work on a daily basis and this dynamic continues over and over again. At some point, the INFJ will snap. There is no other way around it. At some point, the INFJ will let it all out. And once this happens, the other person is running because they have no idea what just happened. The INFJ is able to stay this calm because there is such intensity below. They know they can handle themselves because they know that it will get dangerous for them psychologically very, very down the road. So they can stay calm, they can look at a situation rationally before it has like an effect on them. 
And we have to ask ourselves, is this a good thing? Well, in some ways it is, in some ways it doesn't. It isn't a good thing if you're actually pushing down healthy anger. If somebody is acting towards you in a way that is not appropriate and it's just like, you know, hidden somehow and you don't want to say anything, you don't want to rock the boat, you don't want to show the other person that you've been affected, then it's going to have a negative effect. It's time for us as INFJs to let people know as early as possible that you're not somebody to be messed with. Because the thing is this, what are we afraid of? We're afraid of all of the reaction it's going to have once we actually burst. So we try to completely you know, push this away and try for this not to happen. But you can do this one time, you can do this two times, but if you see that this is somebody who's not going to let it go, it's really on you to make that switch, to tell that person, listen, I know you could push me much further before I actually explode, but we're not going to take it this far. I'm not somebody you want to mess with. And if you do this, you'll actually see that it won't come to an extreme situation. You won't really intimidate people completely because you know, you just explode. But at the same time, they recognize, oh, there's more behind this facade. There's something I don't want to trigger. There's some strength there that can be very dangerous for me. So I should actually watch my manners. And sometimes it's enough for another person to say one thing that is just so not in character with you that you're so not going to stand for. And it's on us to say to that person, mm -mm, I don't think who you're dealing with. You know, one time I had a situation like this and somebody at my old job, so this is probably like, I don't know, not 10, but let's say six, seven years ago, said something to me and we just met and I sort of just, you know, stopped and said, listen, I'm going to let that slide because you don't know who you're talking to, but that is not the way you can talk to me. And so from this moment on, not only did that person never ever cross my boundaries again, but at the same time, they found a new level of respect for me because they understood there's a part of me they don't want to trigger. Intimidating quality number two reading minds. INFJs are incredibly good at reading minds. And this is not some esoteric thing. This is not even some, oh, I really look into what's going on in your mind kind of thing, but it's pattern recognition. It's simple as that. We are so skilled at understanding why people react the way they react, if there's some hidden message in what they're saying, if they have a hidden intent. So it's really interesting for me to talk to other INFJs because I can see the same quality in them as well. Like you can see that they're doing the same thing I'm doing. And in the end, it's all about pattern recognition. That's all it is. You know, okay, if a person acts in this certain way, you know, they probably have some hidden agenda. It doesn't even mean that they're doing it on purpose because they wanna, you know, create some negative effect on you or anything like this. It's just that people act a certain way because there is something underneath it. We can read between the lines. We know what's going on. That doesn't mean that we're great at it as in like we do it 99.9% .9 of the time correctly, but very, very often, way more often than most other people. And this is something that is very intimidating to others because for the first time they recognize, oh, I've been playing this game forever and I was able to manipulate others. I was able to, you know, deceive others. I was able to hide the fact that, you know, I might have insecurities, that I have a hidden agenda, whatever it may be. And that INFJ in front of me is completely aware of that. That is super scary because it's not just the fact that we can sort of read what's going on, you know, in their mind, but it's also this contrast of, oh, I've played this game all my life and now I see 
I've, you know, not even seen the entire game. I've only played in this one level, but there's actually somebody there who sees what I'm doing and what I'm trying to win at. And then it's like, okay, I need to take a step back. Like, this is not something I want to deal with. This is not something I can handle. And for a lot of people, that just means, you know, I ignore the INFJ, I ghost them, I go my separate way because they just cannot handle what is going on. They cannot handle that you're able to see what's going on. With most people though, it's more of like an interesting thing, particularly if they're in a really healthy and happy, you know, relationship with you as in friends or coworkers or just family members. And it's funny to them that you can read them when nobody else can, right? But it is an intimidating quality and it's one that we should be aware of. Like people will get scared of that. That doesn't mean that we have to hide it. That doesn't mean that we have to pretend like we don't. It's just like a fun fact. It doesn't have to be like that big of a deal. Intimidating quality number three, INFJ the martyr. So if you've been following me for a while, you know that this whole concept of INFJs being martyr is something that I really dislike. It's one of those qualities that most of us have lived out. It's one of those qualities that most of us possess when we are in an unhealthy state, but it's not something that should be equal to being an INFJ. You don't have to be a martyr. It doesn't have to be the, you know, the essence of who you are, but it's still something that we tend to do and that we tend to be really great at. So first off, why is this an intimidating quality? Well, the thing is this, most people have no idea that you're doing this. They don't know that you're dimming your light in order to make them feel good. They don't know. So they're not appreciating it. And at some point you will understand that not only do they not appreciate it, but they have no idea who they're dealing with because you see the world the way you are. Like every person on this earth sees the world through their own filter. And for us, it's so obvious in that moment that, you know, we're sacrificing so much, we're making ourselves smaller, we're being the bigger person in order to shine light on the other person, in order to make them feel good. Like we wanna put them in the forefront. What we neglect in that moment is to understand that this is an enabling quality. Yes, we wanna make the person feel good, but if you do this at the expense of your own well-being, which always starts with you filling your cup up first, you are telling the other person, this is who I am, you know, and that's not true, like that's a facade. And second of all, you're showing them that the only way they can really shine is if they're around somebody who allows them to shine. We don't need somebody to allow us to shine. We have to live it out. So there can be situations where it's like a great choice where you say, I'm going to shine light on that person. I want them to see what they can achieve and who they are and in what great light I see that for them and in what great light I see them. But that should be a temporary thing. They should still know that you can still shine the same light on you as well. Because at some point, people are going to figure this out. And they're going to figure this out because the INFJ will get passive aggressive. That's why you have those door slam situations. That's why you have those situations where the INFJ at some point just, you know, explodes because you're doing so much for the other person. And at some point you expect them to be thankful. You expect them to appreciate what you're doing for them, but they have no idea because the only thing that they see is the facade that you're showing them, which is, I don't have that much light. They're not aware that you're turning the light that should be on you onto them. 
all the time. So being a martyr and acting as a martyr in like the default state might not be intimidating to others, but the moment they recognize that you have been a martyr, that you've given up because of the other, that they see how cold, how strong you actually can be, that's when it gets really intimidating for others because then they understand that they've been shown a lie all along. You might have had good intentions, but they thought the entire time you're on eye level and then they understand, oh, you have just been pretending. You have removed all the strengths that you had, you know, in order to tell them, you know, I lift you up. And that is not only intimidating to others, it's also very triggering for others. They run for the hills, they have, you know, extreme reactions towards us. And in the end, we don't know what happened because all we wanted to do was to help them. And looking at it from that perspective, it's on us to say, yes, I can shine a light on that person. And that's a great thing. I'm just not going to do it at the expense of my own light. I'm going to shine light on myself as well. And it's going to start with that because then you can create long lasting relationships that are really based on this is who I am with all of that strength, with all of that power that I do possess. And I deserve to be loved and liked and accepted for this version of myself and not for the version that is, you know, dimming their light in order to make another person comfortable. Intimidating quality number four, the INFJ is always one step ahead in their minds. So INFJs in general really are strategic beings. So when we have a plan, when it comes to another person, a certain project, something we wanna achieve, we very seldom live in the moment completely. There's always something of, oh, I thought this through. I have already looked at all possibilities that could come out of it, and those are the most likely ones. And this is one of those qualities that makes people very nervous because you know they very often react from how they feel at that moment. Right. So particularly if there is, you know, some kind of interaction that is interpersonal and that triggers other people, there's always this emotional reaction right away. There is this anger. There is this, you know, I have some opinion about you or I let it all out. I'm not in control of my emotions. I'm not in control of my thoughts. And so I have an extreme reaction. INFJs don't tend to be this way. Like we have to be triggered a lot before we have an outward reaction. And we do that because we are looking at a scenario very logically. So although we're emotional beings and although we can create emotions within others and we can get moved by others and so on, when it comes to getting into this mode of I'm looking at this rationally, we can switch that all off. That's actually our introverted side, you know, the NI, the TI, so introvert intuition, introverted thinking. We can be very cold, we can be very rational, and we're going to think things through. That doesn't mean that that's a bad thing, and for the longest time, I was actually ashamed of that. I thought that's something that makes me unlovable, that's something that makes me cold, and therefore, you know, I don't deserve the protection that others deserve because they're way more connected to their emotions, and I can just flat out think something's through. But that's not a bad thing. Because you can make rational decisions, you can actually be kinder. You can make decisions that are good for others and yourself. And so this is one of those intimidating qualities that makes others super nervous. They don't understand how you cannot get triggered. And still, it's one of those qualities that I think we should actually cherish. You can look at yourself and accept those qualities as a good thing. 
Because of them, you can be kind. Because of them, you can be giving. Because of them, you can be forgiving. And so look at them with joy. Look at them with pride. Don't be embarrassed about it. Don't feel like it's something that makes you unlovable because this quality is definitely not something we should be ashamed of. It's one of those things we should be super proud of. And it's about time we start telling ourselves this over and over again until we get it. Intimidating quality number five we know people's insecurities. So it's not just that we can read people's minds, that we're one step ahead in our mind, that we can think of all of those things, but more than that, we can see subconsciously into other people. And this has a lot to do with the fact that we are very connected with our subconscious. We understand very often why we react the way we react, and we definitely understand it better in others than we understand it within ourselves. And, you know, it is because of, you know, our cognitive setup. And so we have learned over our lifetime, you know, what people's insecurities are. And we use that in order to make people feel good, in order to create connections. And again, this doesn't happen because we want to manipulate people. It just happens because as children, we have learned when people have had some kind of reaction towards us that wasn't the way we wanted. We had to learn how to get that person's affection, acceptance, you know, and protection. And the best way to do that is to understand what are their insecurities? What are they afraid of? How am I not going to trigger them? And so from an early age on, we have looked out for those patterns. The more practice you have, the better you get it. And we as adult INFJs are pretty much at an expert level. We understand how people react when they feel weak. We understand how people feel when they don't want to show certain aspects of themselves. We understand when certain people feel like they're too serious or too unserious or whatever it may be, how people overcompensate. And so it's like we know another language that most people aren't aware of. So they hear some foreign language and all they hear is, okay, some kind of words, nothing makes sense we can understand that language. And people at some point get really triggered by this and they really start running because insecurities are of course the things people try to hide the most. It's so connected to certain fears and a certain level of pain that most people have never really worked out that once you know you have that conversation in one way or another, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the INFJ has to say, well, I see that you're afraid of you know, showing that part of yourself, it probably is something that was not accepted when you were a child. You know, when you would start conversations like this with a person, most of them would look at you like, uh, okay, like most people cannot handle this, but that's not the point here. Like the fact that people cannot handle it, you know, that's on them. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to alter myself in order to make you feel comfortable. But to know this, you know, to know that people won't really be able to have that conversation with you will probably lead to us saying, okay, I'm not going to phrase it this way, you know, because I know the other person isn't at the level of understanding what I'm saying here actually, and they are just going to shake their heads. But so often we're at that next level where we don't have that conversation like this, but we still let the other person know, I know what's going on. I know that you have those insecurities. Let me help you. And we think that this will create a bond, that this will create something that will make the other person see, oh, that INFJ in this case has such good intentions. They want to help me. They don't judge me for my insecurities. 
but it just doesn't work this way. If people have those insecurities, the last thing they want is for somebody to see those insecurities and they will run. That's just as easy as it is. It's really that deep and it's totally understandable. Like those are just snap decisions, snap, you know, reactions. And so we have to just accept that this is the way it goes. And to really ask ourselves, okay, I have those qualities. Like I understand what their weakness is, but is this something that I want to express in one way or another right now? Or am I going to, you know, allow them to live out their weakness, but not at the expense of my own well-being? Like it's okay. Like they can hide their weakness. I'm not going to show them that I see what's going on, but I'm also not going to allow them to continue a certain way of acting if it is impacts how I feel, right? And so often we as INFJs say, but I can handle it, this doesn't affect me. Well, think about it in a different way. Are they doing something that is not in alignment with how you wanna look at yourself? And if the answer is yes, then it's on you to ask yourself, is this somebody I wanna have in my closer circle or not? You can have people who think of you a certain way and you just block them out. You don't have anything to do with them. And this can actually be a coworker that sits right next to you. And all the conversations you have are really polite and you know business related and it's all good. But as soon as you allow somebody closer psychologically, so you allow them to get to know you a little bit better, whatever it may be, there are certain boundaries that are not supposed to be crossed. And so it doesn't mean that you have to let it all out. Yeah, I see that you have those weaknesses. It's just that you protect your boundaries despite knowing those weaknesses. So we have to be willing to maybe hurt the other person because we know what their weaknesses are and we're still triggering that if it means that we're actually protecting our boundaries in this way. Like it's not on us. Like I'm allowed to live out who I am. If me being me triggers somebody, that's not on us. And we as INFJs have such a hard time finding that balance because we take on so much responsibility for others when in the end, it's not on you. It's not on me. It's not our prerogative. Like you are supposed to be all that you are. And every single person has to find a way to deal with that. If you are being yourself, it's on them to decide, okay, is this somebody I want to get closer to psychologically? Or is this somebody I'm going to distance myself from? Because this person triggers my weaknesses in a way I don't want to deal with. That's on them. Don't make decisions for others. Just show them who they're dealing with. If they're doing something that triggers you and makes you uncomfortable and allow them to decide if this is something they can handle or not. Remember, if you want some more guidelines, how to shine light on you, how to create your life on your terms and, you know, create that everyday excitement of your INFJ Epic Life, then join our amazing community in the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp. The next live round launches November 4th. So make sure to download the free poster on the five pillars to an INFJ Epic Life. Join the waitlist to get access to the early bird prize and set a reminder for the free masterclass here on YouTube November 4th. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the five most shocking traits of the INFJ.